You're listening to The Fearless Hustle Collective, a podcast for creative female entrepreneurs and a home to honest conversations about the ups and downs of running your own business. I'm your host and business mindset coach, Anna Dunleavy, and we'll explore topics on self-doubt, following your intuition, and why self-limiting beliefs might be holding you back. Hello and welcome back. This season is slightly different to what I originally imagined season six would be and it's all about finding opportunity and adversity. It's been recorded between week five and six of the UK lockdown during the global pandemic and I chat to female business owners about how they have adapted their businesses and how they have found opportunities during these changing times. It's really my hope that you'll find little pieces of inspiration within each conversation from how we approach our working lives to the journey within that this time has really encouraged us to take. Let's dive right in. Hi, Mary. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much for having me here. How are you today? You know, I mean, (laughs) when anybody asks me this question, it really depends on the hour. (laughs) Yeah. Like some, some moments I'm like doing great. I'm in the flow. I'm getting work done. And other moments I'm laying horizontal out in my back garden, just trying to ground myself. But right now the sun is shining and life is pretty good. So yeah, I feel pretty all right today. That sounds good. Yeah, no, I totally relate to the fact that it's, it's very up and down and, I think each each day is is uh, you have to kind of take it as it comes, haven't you? Totally. Well, I mean, that's one of the biggest things that I have realized um, as a small business owner, but also just as a human. Um, the concept of simplifying down has never been more true than right now. Uh, and I think that this whole pandemic lockdown and quarantine situation has really put a lot of things into perspective for me. I mean, one of those is actually this concept of, you hear it in the news, like essential versus non-essential businesses, key workers, what have you, right? Which, you know, certainly applies when I think about my own business and my own life, Uh, taking that moment to really take an audit and go, okay, well, what is essential in doing my business? What is non-essential in running my business? What can I let go of? Um, so it has been a, an interesting process to evaluate. Yeah, for sure. I'd definitely like to kind of go a little bit deeper into that. But before we do, would you like to kind of just tell us a little bit about yourself and what it is that you do so that we've got a little bit of um, kind of a background to that? Sure. So uh, as you can tell from my accent, I'm from Texas originally, but I moved over to the UK in 2014. I started the Simplifiers way back when in 2003. Originally, this, this company was a events management firm. So we produced large scale events um, for corporate clients like Facebook and Microsoft and Intel and all of those guys. And then like countless hundreds of weddings over the years. So when I moved to the UK, pivoted the business, moved into business coaching, online education, and now more recently, um, we've launched the Simplifiers podcast. So yeah, uh, I do a bit of everything, but when it comes right down to it, uh, it all revolves around helping people simplify and get back to thriving. Yeah. And so you mentioned that in terms of this kind of the time that we are in at the moment and how that's really encouraged you to look at the kind of the essentials, the non-essentials, but that's in your life and your business. How are you approaching that? 
Yeah. Well, here are three real key areas to simplify down. One for me, uh, I, I became very keenly aware that I had to simplify down what I was consuming. And that not only means like the food and drink that I put into my body, but what I was consuming um, with my eyes and my ears and my heart, at whether that's social media or the news or the books that I was reading or the friends with conspiracy theories or whatever. Because what I find is that when I start falling down that death scroll in social media and I, I'm just looking and searching for that dopamine hit of whatever connection or insight, all it was simply doing is making me feel worse afterwards. And when I feel worse and my mindset's in the gutter, then it's really hard to keep me focused in doing the work that I need to do. And hey, guess what? Also homeschooling my children now as well. So it became so critically important for me to take good care of, uh, of what I'm consuming. Like self-care is no longer a, oh, that's nice. I should do that one day. But it's like, it's truly essential in order to keep my vibration high and to keep my brain um, in a more positive place so that I can cut through the fog and, and see, you know, and make decisions in a clearer place. So that was the first place I really felt I had to simplify down. What am I consuming? And then the second place is just simplifying down how much we're working. You know, with children at home, uh, I don't know about you, but it's insane. Like it's a completely different game. And I've been working from home for a few years now. So that part is super easy. I know all the tools, Slack and Trello and Zoom and this and that and all that. But when you throw kids into the mix, uh, it's a whole game changer. So I really had to realize that I had to um, ease up on what I think is possible in any given day. And so now I'm starting to realize like, okay, if I can only accomplish three important tasks today, what are they going to be? And everything else, if it happens gravy, if it doesn't, not to be so hard on myself, because I think that that's, you know, again, throws you back into that negative self-talk spiral and, and nothing gets done in that space. And then the third thing that I felt was really critically important was simplifying down and understanding that I needed to focus on love. And I know that sounds really cheesy, but it's critically important. Um, connection comes from helping your neighbors or, you know, being in your children's lives in a more quality time rather than sticking them on in front of an iPad. But love is literally gives you that dopamine, that true dopamine hit um, that you're looking for. And so what I have found that's been really, really interesting is years and years and years ago, I learned about Maslow's hierarchy of needs, um, which if you haven't heard about this, it's so fascinating. You can tell you, <laughs> you, can see, you can see how much therapy I've had over the years because <laughs> I've learned from my therapist of this. But Maslow's hierarchy of needs is a pyramid, right? And at the very, very base is safety, like water, food, shelter. Um, am I going to be okay, right? And right when all of the lockdown happened, I think a lot of us were at that space of, oh my God, I don't have any toilet paper. Or what if we don't have enough food? Or how's this going to work? Or, you know, all the, the toys have been ripped out of our hands unexpectedly, right? Um, and we're, we're kind of scrambling to, to get the basics sorted. 
then above that in the pyramid is um, safety and security. Uh, is my home a sanctuary? Is this a, a safe place? You know, do I have to sterilize every square inch of my kitchen? All of those things that, that scroll through our heads. And then after that is community, a sense of belonging. And, you know, this is where that love element comes into play. And I think quite a few people, now everybody's at a different place in, in this um, season, but I think a lot of people are starting to get to that place in the pyramid of like, you know, okay, I've got my house sorted and feels like a sanctuary. We're kind of in a swing of things with homeschooling and running a business and working from home. But, you know, I'm really missing my people. I'm, I'm missing connection. And then after that is, um, you know, a sense of real purpose and that you're doing something big in the world. You're making a positive impact. And then after that is self-actualization. don't know if many people are there right now personally, but what I'm starting to realize is that love starts from within. Uh, self-love is sometimes a hard hurdle for most of us to get to. So maybe even starts with just self-respect. Um, like, hey, I'm going to really nourish my body with lots of water instead of lots of coffee. That's self-respect. And then love comes from there and then it can come outwards to others. Yeah, I love that you mentioned this kind of sense of community and belonging that's really really um vital right now and and as you say i think when you know when all of this kind of started i think everyone was in this kind of state of shock perhaps and yeah. and like you say we were kind of making sure that the basic basic needs were met because we everything felt out of control so that was kind of all the things that we could potentially look at and control so we turned to that but as you say i think this kind of sense of community and and you know, like you say, love yeah. and really showing, showing yourself that love as well is, is really crucial right now. Yeah. I mean, think about any of the times at eight o'clock in the evening where we've all stepped out on our doorstep and clapped our hands or banged on pots and pans for the NHS health workers, right? The, it brings me to tears every time mm -hmm. because I, you hear the other people in your community who a couple of months ago, I'll be honest with you, Anna, my neighborhood is a commuter neighborhood where people would not make eye contact and barely talk to anybody as they're walking their dogs at night. My neighborhood has done a complete 180 turn. And it's been yeah. so incredible because people are starting to realize, oh, hey, that is a human that lives across the street from me. That is a person I see multiple times a week. And we are in this together. Mm -hmm. And I think that that makes life richer. Yeah, no, it's lovely that you mentioned that, actually, because it's, it's not the first time that I've heard, particularly in perhaps cities or places where people don't have the time to perhaps stop and say hello. I think it's maybe more common in smaller towns or villages. Yeah. Um, but actually, the, yeah, the, this community spirit's really coming through. And, and I think we're all realizing that actually at kind of at the bottom of all of this, we're all the same. We're all human and we all have kind of common um, struggles and, 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 you know, we, we are the same. Mm, well, it's a shame that, that it had to come from a pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. what a shame, but you know, neither here nor there. It is what it is. Um, and I am so pleased to see the shift. And what I hope, my genuine hope is that 
you know, say a month from now, six months from now, whenever something starts to ease and a vaccine happens and people are coming out of lockdown, that we don't fall back into old ways. I think we needed this massive shakeup on a global scale to wake us all up and to reimagine a, a new life, uh, one where we are not head down, sucked into our phone and pretending like everybody else around us doesn't exist, but one where we are truly connected um, in a super way um, with others, not only in our neighborhood, but around the world. Yeah, I want to come back to that in a minute. But perhaps before we do, maybe you can tell us a little bit about what your plans for the year were and, and how did they change and how did you have to adapt um, your plans for the year? Oh my gosh, Anna. So you're going to laugh at this. So <laughs> at the beginning of this year, I publicly told everybody on my podcast um, and also on all my social media channels, I'm like, right, you guys, here's the deal. I'm going to hold, have you hold me accountable for this. I am writing my first book in 2020 and I will release it in 2021. Uh, little did I know when I announced that in January, which I have been writing, I've been writing a lot actually, is that the book that I'm writing is uh, one of a whole series of books for the simplifiers. And it's in essence a book about simplifying how to navigate big change, both personally and professionally as a small business owner. And so, you know, I'm writing this book about change, right? Um, like what happens when change happens? How do you um, steady the ship when it wobbles? How do you get back to thriving? All of that. Did, little did I know that I was going to also have to write a, a whole chapter, if not a section on surviving and thriving in a pandemic. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's crazy. And, you know, the, this whole experience, not one of us could have predicted it in January 1st when we were all setting our one word intentions and, and all the things. Um, but if there was an opportunity that came out of this, um, this is certainly one. It's like, I feel like God or the universe or whatever is saying, well, hey, you said you wanted to write a book, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and you, you need some time and space to write that book, right? Not saying that I have extra time right now, but I also felt like there was a divine nudge that said, and you wanted to write a book that is universally understood by a mass amount of people. And I mean, we're all going through this together, right? Um, so I think that that's been a really interesting opportunity of like, okay, I have no shortage of stuff to write about right now. And it has been a really fascinating process. Yeah, it's uh, it's so interesting that you chose that particular topic, <laughs> not obviously expecting what was about to come, but pay, perhaps intuitively sensing that there, you know, there will be a need for such a book. No joke. Yeah. So it's, it's just so funny. It makes me chuckle all the time. Um, and yeah, it has just been so exciting. So I'm still planning on releasing it next year. Nice. Um, but we'll see what uh, the final product looks like. But the idea is that it's uh, not only theory, but really more simple, practical workbook style stuff to help us all get back to thriving. Yeah. And how has the rest of your business been affected? And perhaps, you know, how have you managed to turn that into opportunities? And I know that one of the um, 
recently I saw that you were um, mentioned in, well, you had a feature in the Times in the money section. Yeah. Yeah. So um, you remember at the beginning of the conversation where I said that I used to work in the events industry. (laughs) So uh, as a business coach, a lot of my clients are event planners, wedding planners, photographers all over the world, right? Who have all in the last, you know, five, six, seven weeks have gotten a serious gut punch um, in all of this because I feel truly that the live events industry is the first indicator of what is what we're in right now because when my clients uh client events uh, started to cancel or postpone and also the big tip off for me was i remember it very clearly march 6 2020 south by southwest the festival in austin texas announced that it was canceled not postponed canceled and that it that one event alone um brings the economy to Austin, something insane, like $430 million mm-hmm. for the economy. And when I heard that that festival canceled outright, I knew, I knew uh-oh, this is big. Mm-hmm. So quite a few of my clients um, who I coached lost a lot of client work. Uh, one in particular I can think of in, in a matter of seven days, she lost something close to about a hundred thousand pounds in revenue from canceled events um, because they were just, you know, they're, they're, they pulled the plug. They said no. Uh, and, you know, she's a small business owner, has two employees and herself uh, running a lean operation. And so as you can expect, um, I did have a few cancellations from clients who just had to do it for cash flow reasons. Um, and, you know, we also had to really go lean in every aspect of how we run the simplifiers. Um, so yeah, the, the Times newspaper did a whole feature on me. Um, and kind of we relayed like what was our process. And so we just systematically went through every single expense uh, for our business and just was hack and slash. Like what can we cut? What can we downgrade as like a software to maybe a free version? What can we call and see if we can get a payment holiday or negotiate better terms? I mean, we just went through all of that. Um, and that certainly helped that had helped our cash flow situation as well. Yeah, and I think what that actually highlights sometimes is actually how, um, you know, we can adapt uh, and particularly perhaps it highlights the things that maybe sometimes we, you know, pay out for as business owners that perhaps aren't necessary or aren't needed. Um, Yeah, so actually kind of it's quite a nice refresher and quite a nice way to actually get really clear about what's going on in your business as well. yeah, that, that's exactly it. Um, you know, essential versus non-essential. Uh, and, you know, th- it, it's, again, a shame that we get flung into a situation like this is when we actually take action like this. But, yeah, I mean, this is certainly an exercise that now that I'm working with less tools, less monthly software subscriptions or less um, overhead uh, as, as such, you know, I can't imagine three months from now, six months from now when things level out uh, that I would want to go back. Um, I equate it to like having a golden hamster wheel and I'm a cute little fluffy hamster (laughs) running inside. Like how big of a hamster wheel do you want to create? And the hamster wheel is your payroll or your 
business expenses and all of that, you can make the most beautiful golden hamster wheel. But at the end of the day, are you getting anywhere? And is it actually doing what you need it to do in order to do the work that you do in the world and serve your clients? So yeah, it was a huge lesson for me also. Yeah, I can imagine. And going back to the community aspect that we were talking about earlier, I know that you kind of put out a bit of a call to your community recently and um, they really kind of came through. So do you want to tell us a little bit about that as well? Mm, You know, it really makes my heart skip a beat because I've always believed um, that my one of my greatest assets is my network. Uh, the people who uh, listen to our podcast, who are our clients, who are our friends, and even competitors who, you know, rally around us and, and believe in what we do and, and support us. And, and I like to believe that it's because I also do the same for them. You know, if, if a client comes through the doors or is looking for a business coach and I am not the right fit for them, I am more than happy to refer them on to someone else who I think is a better fit for their personality or whatever stage they're in in their business and what they're looking for right now. And I've always been like that. Even when I was a wedding planner, like 12, 14 years ago, I was the same way. It's like, why would anyone want to sign on a client who is not the right fit, right? So I think that that mentality has certainly served me over the years. And a couple of weeks ago, we put a call out um, to our, our audience on Facebook and just said, hey, you know, here's where we're at. Uh, if you have appreciated the content that we've put out in the world through the Simplifiers podcast, would you consider just buying us a coffee? Um, you know, I'm not asking for anything major, but every little bit is such a blessing and it helps, uh, you know, because even in the hacking and slashing of my budget and negotiating all the things and tightening the belt, cash is still tricky. And we have these new programs that now we've already rolled out, but at that point we had not rolled it out. And it's like, man, you know, we're, we're so close to doing these things that are going to serve our audience. Wouldn't it be a shame if for whatever reason we had to shut the doors before we hit that actual place in a moment? So long story short, we put that call out, said, hey, if you're willing to donate or buy us a coffee, here's our PayPal link. Um, And that was that. It was a quick little video. The next morning I woke up and we had donations from all around the world and um, some very, very big as well that were very surprising and shocking. People who are not our clients, but just our loyal listeners and and fans of what we do. And it, it just you know, it's an incredible thing. Um, And so my core values as a business owner is to lead and to serve and to deliver as much free content and value out into the world first, right? But I'm also not a charity. So I I still have to, you know, feed uh, my children and I still have to pay my team and and this is a business. Um, And so it's just yeah, it really makes my my heart warm in thinking that so many people out there were willing to step up to the plate, donate a little bit of cash and help us um, get to the next stage. That's incredible. I think that really kind of speaks volumes of the community that you've created and obviously the podcast and and um, the kind of amazing content that you're put, putting out there. Yeah, thanks. 
<laughs> so um, to wrap up, I suppose, um, if there was one word of advice that you would like to give someone who is running their business during this time, what would it be? Mm, well, I imagine you're going to link up that Times article. So read that if you're at that place where you're like, oh, cash is tricky because mm -hmm. that tells you like systematically how to how to cut um, and really take a, a deep dive into, you know, saving as much money as possible in your business expenses. Um, but, you know, what I would say is my one piece of advice, and this has been a tool that has served me for so many years, um, is when I get overwhelmed, um, I don't know if it's the same for you, but when I get overwhelmed, it's like my brain is like in a spin cycle. There's so many ideas and so many things that are swirling around in my head that I find that the second I get them up and out of my head and onto paper, it's like uh, the weight releases off of my shoulders. I can feel my heart center opening up and all of a sudden my brain can go, oh, you know, because it was trying to carry all of that all simultaneously. So I would highly recommend um, to anyone who's listening that if you are in that kind of state of anxiety or you feel it bubbling up, for me, I, I feel it physically in my neck. It's like, overwhelm, overwhelm, red alert, red alert, abort. Um, but it's just right. And so we've created a, a very simple little tool called the Simplifier's Morning Prompts. It's literally seven minutes, five questions, and it's a daily writing worksheet that helps you laser focus in on like what needs to get done today. Like not this month, not next quarter, but like today. And it helps you also gain clarity very fast on what could trip you up and how you're going to stay on track. So yeah, it's a free little worksheet and I can give you guys the link if you guys are interested in downloading it. That sounds amazing. And I think actually the fact that it focuses on just that one day um, and, it, you know, not looking into three months down the line, really focusing on the day and the moment. I think that's really, um, really helpful right now. Yeah, because I mean, things are changing by the day, right? Like Absolutely. depending on what news report comes out or, you know, good news or bad news. Um, I think right now it is coming down to the day. And then eventually when things start to level out, it will be planning the week and then planning the month and then reassessing for the quarter and the year. But for right now, this is definitely the tool that helps me find my calm and get centered in the morning and get my emotions into check as well so that I can do the thing. Amazing. I'll be sure to link to that in the show notes as well. So where can people find you? So wherever you're listening to this podcast, you can find us. So just search for the Simplifiers podcast and you'll find us there. Um, also, uh, we're all around on all social media channels at the Simplifiers as well. Nice and simple. Amazing. Thank you so much for joining me today. Yeah, it's my pleasure. You guys keep it simple. Thank you so much for tuning in. As always, I'd be so, so grateful if you could leave a review on iTunes so that other female creatives can find this podcast too.